Hello, everyone, and welcome to this Thursday night edition of the Locked on Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. Follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. And tough couple games here for the Penguins, folks. Um, yeah, the, fir- the first game, they had it, uh, 4-2. Uh, of course, they gave up two goals in the final four and a half minutes to go to overtime and eventually lost in overtime. Then tonight, uh, had one nothing lead, 2-1 leads. Uh, they came back from behind 3-2 uh, to tie it 3-3 to go to overtime and then allowed a goal in the final minute of overtime. Uh, 4-3, they get swept in the home and home. They get two out of four points. But man, they, these games were definitely there for the taking for the Penguins and they both could have won both of those games. Uh, the Islanders, man, they are just an annoying, stingy team. Uh, you know, I still know what's going on up there. Uh, Barry Trotz is, has a deal with the devil, I think. It's got to be something like that. Um, I don't know how a team is on a, that 16-0 in one kind of run, but, you know, they are. And, you know, kudos to them. They're playing outstanding hockey. Uh, um, to get to, I guess we'll recap the game tonight because we already know, of course, what happened in the Tuesday night game. Uh, I thought the Penguins looked really good. Uh, they got that early one nothing lead. Gorgeous pass from Jake Ensel to Eddie Malkin. Uh, you couldn't uh, describe, you couldn't see a better pass than what Jake uh, gave to Malkin. And Malkin buried it past Thomas Grice. Um, yes, he was the one that, of course, obviously started in net since they did not go with Simeon Barlamo, who gave up four goals in the last game. And then um, the Islanders, they tie it off a, a bounce from Zach Aston Reese's skate. 1-1, 2-1, Brian Russ continues his another awesome hot streak. Um, he just can't be stopped right now. He almost had a third goal, too. Uh, 2-2, the Islanders tied up um, off of a just another weird goal, um, bouncing off the player's leg right to a stick and an empty net, basically a half-empty net. Then the Islanders take a lead late in the third period, less than five minutes left, 3-2 on the power play. And then, of course, the Penguins tied it. 30 seconds left. Patrick Hornquist with a goal in his return. Looked like it was Brian Russ at first. He's still playing outstanding. But And then, of course, the Islanders won in an overtime with Brock Nelson getting in a second in the game. All right. So overall thoughts. Um, before we get into the Penguins, I just want to say the officiating in that game was absolute crap. Um, but, you know, that's par for the course for the NHL. Um, you know, there's no conspiracy here. Oh, my God, the league is against the Penguins. The league favors the Penguins, as some other rival fans have argued many times in the past. There's no conspiracy against the team. There's no, oh, the league loves the team, blah, 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 blah. No, no. The league has just awful officiating. I don't think it's as bad as the NFL. I mean, it's probably close, but I think the NFL takes the cake, especially with pass interference calls, MLB with umpires. I don't watch enough NBA to talk about that, but... The officiating has got to change. Uh, seven power p- penalties the Penguins took, and some of them were actually legit, but a couple of them, I mean, Jake Gensel, I mean, this was uh, for the tying goal, the Penguins were up 2-1, four-minute uh, pow- uh, pow- penalty for Gensel. The first one was fine, and then he got an unsportsmanlike conduct for trying to explain to the ref that he didn't do anything, and it's like, you know what, man? Like, if you're really going to be that soft with calling a penalty, and you really don't see a, an official give a player a double minor for unsportsmanlike conduct on top of another minor that very often, and it's like, come on, man. I mean, if, if you're really going to do that and set that kind of standard, call it like that league-wide for every single player that tries to mouth off back to you. Um, it's I don't really understand that. Um, and then the face-off one. I, um, I saw, you know, shout-out to Adam Gretz who tweeted it. It's like, you know what, the linesman, drop the puck. I, I, I hate linesmen that do that. The, no one is there to see you. Everyone just wants you to drop the puck. You don't need to fake it to try to, to get them to do anything. You don't need to fake it again like he did. Drop the freaking puck and let's get on with the game. And you know what, he didn't, and they tossed Teddy Bluger for 
violating a face. I I do I have not seen that penalty called um, almost at all this season. And then you know Sam Lafferty um, and of course and then Sam Lafferty with that bad call uh, with that bad trip um, late in the third period. That was actually a good call. But overall, the officiating, you know, that's just garbage. Um, there's really no excuse for that. And some of the penalties that they called, really ticky-tacky. Um, there was a call late in the game um, where they should have been called. I- I- Anders Lee, with about 218 left, absolutely boarded uh, Brandon Tana, no call. I'm like, you're, you're not going to call that, but you're going to call someone on a face-off violation, and you're going to call an unsportsmanlike conduct for a-, a player telling you that you made a bad call. Okay, I mean, like that's if that's the standard you want to set, then you know what, more power to you. But no one is there to watch you uh, call all these penalties. Just, everyone is there to actually watch the game. And um, yeah, I just wanted to get that off my chest. That's just really frustrating to watch uh, that happen. But um, also um, for the for the game, I really just think it's like, man, this team has got to win a faceoff in a key moment. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. That first Islander goal. Face-off lost. Puck goes off Aston Reese. Goal. I mean, I know bad bounce. Win a face-off. Second goal. Lose the face-off. Goal. Third one was actually right off the draw at the end of the third period. Lose the face-off. Goal. It's like, even the other night against the Islanders in the final five minutes where the Penguins should have iced the game, it's not very often that you see the Penguins blow a two-goal lead with less than five minutes remaining. I I, don't, I have not seen them do that very often under Mike Sullivan, but um, yeah, it happened, obviously, and the Penguins that night, too, could not win a faceoff. Same thing in the overtime. Um, it's just, it, it's it's a thing they need to fix. I know they're without Nick Bustad and Sidney Crosby, so that does hamper things a little bit, but you know what? Guys got to step in. All, just win a draw. Win a key draw. Like, it, it, I mean, come on, fellas. Like, it, like, that's, I think, the big one. And I know everyone's going to be talking about the three-on-three struggles. And they are real. Um, watching, I mean, the last game over time, that was inexcusable to watch. They made some horrible decisions, changes. Justin Schultz looked lost before he went down with an injury, but before he uh, now is out longer term with an injury with three awful passes. Tonight, the Penguins were just... They were being safe. They like they didn't really know what they were doing, and I mean, I mean, Sullivan probably isn't too pleased with that. Um, and of course, the overtime goal. Um, yeah, Marcus Pedersen. Uh, you gotta do play better defense than on Brock freaking Nelson. He got walked by that guy. Um, and kudos to Brock Nelson. Really nice move. Had a really good game. But I mean, Pedersen, the way the way he's played, um, should not get walked um, like that. I would say. But, yeah, that was just, I mean, great that the Penguins fought back to get a point. I really like the way that they're playing. The reality is, guys, they're down Sidney Crosby, Chris Letang. I think Letang is getting closer to his return. They're down both those guys. Nick Bukestad is now out eight weeks with a sports hernia. Justin Schultz is out longer term. You have four regulars in the lineup. And I know Patrick Hornquist came back. He had a really nice game. And he'd been playing really well before he went down missed the last seven games. But... When two of your three best players are out with an injury, it's hard to beat a team as good as the Islanders are. You got two out of four points. That's very good. You're staying afloat in the standings. I know we would have rather had taken probably three out of the four points. They should have three out of the four points because they should have closed that game out in Pittsburgh. But good thing is now you don't see this team until March. Um, that, that's that's the best part about it. You can see what they do now when they don't have to play you guys. But man, uh, it's just it's a little frustrating. But um, yeah. Yeah.
Also, guys, don't uh, don't forget, treat yourself to the meal that you deserve. Have your favorite restaurants come to you with DoorDash. Right now, guys, you can get $5 off your first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter promo code Locked On. Of course, that's DoorDash. Listening on the go, if you can't visit DoorDash right now, you can find this and all other offers from Locked On sponsors at LockedOnPodcast.com slash offers. So, okay, um, just want to remind you guys, I will be at the game tomorrow. I'm going to try to have a podcast up. Uh, after I get to Pittsburgh, but I will bring my two-game winning streak to PPG Paints Arena. I started out 0-2 at Penguins games. I'm 2-2 two two now, so hopefully the Penguins can get a win over the Devils. Uh, the Devils have been really bad this year, but we all know the Penguins struggles against the Devils. But going back to the game, uh, Matt Murray, uh, let's bring him up. Uh, man, there have been some hot takes after this game about the Penguins starting netminder. Oh, yeah, it's jury time. He needs to be the starter. And while I do agree that Trishan Dari does need more starts, he has earned them, there is no goalie controversy. Um, like, let's just get right to it. That goal that Murray allowed was a howler. That was a stinker. It was bad. It was garbage. It was whatever you want to call it. Uh, any word in the dictionary that is basically means bad, um, it was. Because... Um, I know Patterson got beat, but it looked like Brock Nelson really wasn't going to be doing anything like that shot. He didn't look like he could roof it or even elevate it. So I don't know why Murray was out so far um, in his crease. Other than that, he had a strong game, made some really, really timely saves for the Penguins when they needed them. Especially on all, I mean, all the under power plays, he had some big saves. Big save on Brock Nelson towards the end of the period before the Penguins tied it on a breakaway. Just a great save. He was, he was trying to go... Um, Five hole, of course, on Murray, and then, um, yeah, I know the couple of goals before that. Um, I really wouldn't blame him. Uh, first one, like I said, was just um, the deflection off Aston Reese. It looked like he was screened anyway. He had no, he, he didn't even react to it. He was screened. Second one, um, just a bad, just a, another weird bounce. Sounders just get all getting all the bounces right now, um, especially with their play. You're gonna get lucky bounces, and that's what they got. Murray had no chance. Third goal. Um, just a, a nice shot to the the, um, the short side. Uh, not not this was not a glove side goal, but just a really nice shot uh, short side. That was there was it was a laser beam, and I mean a laser beam uh, to that side. So um, nothing really new. You could fault Murray on those three goals, and like I said, yes, the fourth goal was bad. And even last game, um, we didn't get really talk about it on the podcast since I didn't do it yesterday. Unfortunately, those five goals that he allowed, I wouldn't even pin on him. Uh, they were just. You know, really, just real. Some of them were, like I said, some bounces, some really nice shots. Um, the third goal with 4:19 left was Penguin. There were four Penguin players around the Islanders, and and the Penguins like were playing so bad defensively. So I didn't really understand that either. But he'll he'll be fine. I do think hopefully they don't they don't overwork him. I know I can kind of see what they're doing with him. They're trying to get him as many starts as he can so he can get that nice little cash, like six million per, maybe even more. Um, but, you know, I do think it is time to get Tristan Jari more starts. He is going to start tomorrow night. Uh, that is Tristan Jari. Uh, you're not going to play Matt Murray back-to-back, especially with how uh, Jari has been playing um, for these ga- uh, for this game. And um, I tweeted during the game, uh, you know, all these Penguin Islander games lately, it's, you know, I made a, a, an interesting comparison. I got a couple people liked it. You know, Penguins Islanders is like Batman and the Joker. You and I, because of course you have the Joker, uh, Heath Ledger, uh, rest in peace. Awesome. One of the best act, one of the best, just an awesome actor. And uh, he, he was incredible in, in the movie playing the Joker. You and I are destined to do this forever. And you know what they basically are? That's three games this year where overtime games, they're extremely tight. And let's not get the, 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 this wrong. 
the Penguins were embarrassed in April by this team. They, they, they looked out of sorts. They, they played very bad. It has not been the case this year. All three of these games, the Penguins could have won. And I know they won one of them. They lost two in overtime. But all three of these games, the, you could, the Penguins definitely could have won all three. Um, and the Islanders also could have won all three. Like, that's how close um, this season series has been. These teams play each other very tight. I would have liked to see, would have loved to see this home and home if Chris Letang and Sidney Crosby and Justin Schultz were healthy. I mean, maybe Nick Bukestad on a fully healthy Penguins team. Um, I would have really, I would really enjoyed that just to see how they would um, play play against them. But I'm glad um, overall. Um, you know, I think going back to Matt Murray a little bit, I do think he does need to get a little bit of rest. Um, I just don't want them to overwork him. You know, with, with how Jari's playing, guys. I know short sample sizes, but you know, four of his five starts. You know, he's nine twenty, nine thirty or better. Um, give Murray some time off. You don't need him having 70 starts, 65, 70 starts. 60 is probably fine, like anywhere, maybe even a little below. Get the backup goaltender some starts. Um, I still think Matt Murray is going to be fine, but I, like I said, I just don't want him overworked. That is the big thing. Um, you know, there's a really good account on Twitter uh, called, uh, actually, I think it, I'm trying to find it. Uh, hang on. Uh, Penguins Facebook takes. This is probably one of the my favorite accounts on this website because after every loss or like during the game, he'll just tweet out like people Facebook uh, comments. Um, one guy basically uh, said, "Yep, he's Murray is a giant waste. His face, you could, I mean, is you could put a stuffed animal in net that would do better." All right, and it's a little funny, but geez, man, there's there's just a lot of hot takes. Uh, here we go. Uh, someone said he's on pace for his 800 save percentage and three plus goals a game. Sad that Crosby's last few years left is wasted with Maria Net. No chance of winning anything. The whole league knows his weakness. Um, what's his weakness? Um, I would love to know what his weakness are because, um, you know, these people obviously can't evaluate goaltending. Um, I don't think a lot of people know how to evaluate goaltenders. Uh, it's pretty, you know, it's actually pretty funny to see what some of these people have to say. But, um, you know, I always, you know, when the Penguins ever lose a game and, and you know, it's, it's good. Um, it's always funny to go to that account and read what some of these Penguins Facebook commenters write because there are a lot of people <laughs> in that section that really do not know a lot about um, the sport and just like goaltending, just whatever. And um, I do know um, Mikey and Bob on the 96.1 Kiss Morning Free Show, they do a whole segment where they'll read Facebook comments. I mean, I'm not going to you know, go here and steal that idea because I'm not – like that but i mean and they just they just do it so well too but um just wanted to add that a little bit to the show um it's okay to relax everyone they are down many injured players um i still think gino's working his way back i thought he looked okay again you know you take one of the best teams in the league to overtime two games in a row you should have had at least three out of four points i'm happy with two you're you're still getting some points but sooner or later you're gonna have to start winning some games um, I know you crushed Toronto. I know it's a couple game winning streak, but now you play the Devils tomorrow night. Um, and, you know, I mean, other than me being there, uh, that's a team you should beat. And the Devils are very, very bad. You know, you know they're probably going to start Mackenzie Blackwood. They, yeah, I mean, he, he's, he's going to be their starting goaltender now that Corey Schneider is down in the minor leagues. And, um, yeah, it's just, I think, like, the, the Penguins, this is where I know you're down a lot of injured players, but let's get some results. Let's keep trying to bank some points. And hopefully, um, you know, the more the merrier. Hopefully that helps when Chris Letang comes back. And hopefully he'll start practicing with the team soon as well. All right, so for this last segment, um, I figured I'd do something a little different. Um, you know, talk about uh, what's coming tomorrow. I'm uh, really excited to get back to PPG. Um, it's been probably two years since I've been there. Um, last game I saw there, they were down 3 nothing to the Sabres. A lot of Buffalo Sabres fans made the drive for that game. 
Um, came back, tied at 3-3, and then won the game with about less than three minutes left, 4-3. I think that was a Connor Sherry goal. Um, that, that was the year they um, went back-to-back. Uh, One-fourth, uh, won the game. Uh, that was a lot of fun. And then, of course, I saw them beat the Capitals last year um, at the Verizon's, uh, Verizon's Capital One Arena. I keep forgetting that they changed it from the Verizon Center to Capital One Arena. Um, what am I looking forward to? Um, maybe I'm hoping that they changed a little bit of the um, the um, the concessions a little bit. Last time I was there, I wasn't really too impressed with what they had. Hopefully, they made some changes. Um, I'm hoping the food, though, is also not exp- as expensive as uh, Nationals Park. Uh, Nationals Park uh, for baseball. I know two different sports, but oh my goodness, uh, just to get uh, a burger, fries, a drink, it's basically like $25 or somewhere around there. And it's like, oh my God, uh, like it, it, forget the, buying the tickets. Just the, the food there is ridiculous. But um, I'm going with my grandpa because I have my one tickets uh, from Sheets. I figured I'd go. Um, you know, that doesn't mean I have to miss the Virginia Tech game, but you know what? Who cares? Um, I mean, I do a little bit, but um, I do have uh, two other tickets I may need to sell, um, but I think that might be in the process. But um, uh, to get back to some hockey talk, the Devils, um, like I said, you know, I've said it a lot of times, this is a game that the Penguins should win. I don't know why the Penguins struggle so much against New Jersey. Taylor Hall has not been as good as, uh, as normal this year. Um, I know he has 17 points in 20 games, but only two goals on the season, and you know, he's been known for, you know, being a 30-goal scorer and, you know, I mean, just being one of the best players in the league. And I know he was injured a lot last season, but still, this is one of the best players in the league. You got him for an absolute steal that I still do not know how. Um, they got him for Adam Larson. Uh, rest in peace for uh, rest in piss forever, uh, Peter Shirelli, because uh, I don't think he'll ever be a general manager in the league again after that trade. Uh, of course, you know Kyle Palmieri, um, Nico Heeshear, Jack Hughes. Um, the last time the Penguins played them, I, we talked about that earlier in this week on the podcast, you know, they outshot them 39-22. Um, they outplayed them the whole game. The only reason why they lost was because Mackenzie Blackwood um, stoned them, and uh, Matt Murray also had a little uh, couple stinker goals that he would want back, especially the second one where it was it, the puck was just sitting in the blue paint after he saved it, and then um, the Devils... Um, so they just whacked it in, and the Penguins could not overcome the two-goal deficit, even though they did have a, um, a goal from uh, Jack Johnson that game, his first of the season. And speaking of Jack Johnson, um, I did not know that he's actually been a lot better than we may have thought this season. Um, I was reading um, Dom, who writes for The Athletic, um, one, of the, one of the best. Um, Dom, I, I'm not even going to begin to pronounce his last name, L-U-S-Z-Y-Z-Y. Z-Y-G-Y, I can't even, Lucy, I can't pronounce it, but great writer. Apparently, Jack Johnson, you know, they put him in a shelter role this season, and Dom, apparently, in his article, the Penguins have a 55% expected goals rate and a 55% actual goals rate when Jack Johnson is on the ice. That means, you know, the 55% of the expected goals rate come, and, you know, when he's on the ice, and the actual goals come when he's on the ice, and you know, you can attribute a lot of that to what Dom said in the article. They're sheltering him this year. That's, uh, you know, he can actually tread water a little bit and not suck as bad as normal last year where Mike Sullivan, for some reason, put him in the top four with Justin Schultz. That was a disaster. Now that he's playing with John Reno, who continues to get better and better, another outstanding game for Marino tonight against the Islanders and the night before against the Islanders. He just gets better and better and better every game. It's it's such a treat to watch him because he's the kind of player that the Penguins should be going after um, every time, especially with their cap situation. How much 
uh, their core players take up their cap. You need those kind of, you know, those depth players not making a lot of money to play that good and, and just, just to find them and sign them. And, and, and in, that, in this case, trade for them because I don't know what Edmonton missed in him, but he's been outstanding. But going back to Jack Johnson, um, I know, like I said, I mean, you know, we've all, we have all dumped on him many times and rightfully so. He's not been good, but I did not expect for him to be doing actually you know, not as bad as we maybe have thought. And, you know, I thought you know, for tonight, didn't really see too many mistakes from him. I, I'm not really, but it looks like, you know, his underlying numbers have somehow improved this season. Um, and funny enough, of course, when they trade Eric Branson, his underlying numbers go down the tank because he's with the Ducks. And he's, I think he's at below 45, 43% possession-wise. But wanted to throw that stat out there um, he's, because, of course, Johnson's playing the bottom pairing with Marino and Ricola. I think Johnson will have to play a little bit of the top four now with Justin Schultz out. But hopefully when Chris Letang comes back, which will hopefully, I say that word again, uh, within a week, maybe a week and a half, Johnson then can slide down. Um, to the third pairing. And also tonight, I did not know that this was Chad Ruidil's first game of the season. Uh, man, that poor guy. He just he signs these little cheap deals with the Penguins to be their number eight defenseman, and he, get, he only gets his first game in 25 games in the season. I thought he would have uh, had a game by now. Uh, definitely did not know that. Um, as they scratched Yuso Ricola, and they put Zach Trotman in. I was a little surprised to see that. I did not expect to see Zach Trotman in the lineup of Ricola because I thought Ricola was um, doing not too bad. But... That's all for this episode of Locked on Penguins. I'll try to have an episode either before the game tomorrow or definitely after the game. We can recap how the game went, um, what my thoughts were being at the arena, you know, walking around, you know, what what I saw. Maybe some funny jerseys. I, I, maybe I'll see like a Bo Bennett jersey or a Sergei Plotnikov jersey, some weird jersey. I just want to see one that's really funny. But, um, yeah, guys, thank you guys so much for watching. I'm oh, watching. Thank you guys so much for listening. And uh, we'll talk to you all soon.